Chapter 12 of When They Were Girls. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jen Broda. When They Were Girls by Rebecca Deming Moore. Chapter 12 Louise Homer, who believes that hard work is the secret of her success as a singer. Louise paid no attention to the calls of the children. What were a few hours lost play compared with the treat in store for her? Tonight, after the regular prayer meeting, a song service was to be held to study hymns. Louise had begged so hard to be allowed to attend that her father had consented, provided that her lessons were thoroughly prepared in the afternoon. These midweek song services were held at the Minneapolis church of which her father was pastor. There, Louise Beatty sang for the first time outside her own home. Little did this girl realize that her rich, deep voice would later make her famous throughout the world. Louise Dilworth Beatty was born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, in 1872, into a family where playing and singing were as much a part of the daily program as eating or sleeping. Every one of the eight Beatty children loved music. They were always singing in duets, trios, quartets, or choruses. Gathered around the fire on winter evenings, the family formed an impromptu orchestra. One sister played the piano, a brother the bones, Mr. Beatty the flute, and Louise, the future great opera singer, the triangle. Music had always delighted Louise in particular. At school, the seven-year-old girl was stirred day after day by the thrilling notes of the music which the teacher played as the pupils marched out for recess. When Louise was fourteen years old, she made her first appearance in public as a soloist. The church in the little Pennsylvania town where the family was living was to give the cantata Ruth and Naomi. Mrs. Beatty was rather amused when Louise was asked to take the part of Ruth, for she had never sung alone. But Louise herself was delighted. The rehearsals were a joy. On the night set for the cantata, just as the singers were assembling, the disturbing news came that the man who was to sing the part of Boaz had missed his train. What was to be done? I will sing his part too, offered Louise. She carried the bass profundo part in addition to her own, with such great success that everyone told her mother that Louise's voice was wonderful and that it should be cultivated. Soon after this, Louise began to take singing lessons, but the thought of becoming an opera singer did not occur to her. She kept busy with her high school work and later on studied music in Philadelphia. She also sang in a church there. Then, one day, Louise Beatty took the most important step in her life, she decided to go to Boston to study music seriously. She felt that she must know more about music itself, if she were to become a real singer. She was advised to study harmony and composition with Sidney Homer, well known as a writer of music. She began her lessons with Mr. Homer, and in addition studied singing with William L. Whitney. In 1895, Louise Beatty and Sidney Homer were married. Mr. Homer believed that his wife's voice was unusual and that it was especially suited for opera. He wanted her to go abroad to train herself to be an opera singer. Accordingly, they went to Paris where Madame Homer studied very hard for two years. 
she was able to do a tremendous amount of work without injuring her health because she lived quietly and ate good home food at regular hours. Then came the reward of the long hours spent in singing with her teachers, in practicing, and in studying languages and dramatics. Madame Homer was ready to sing in opera. In America, she appeared for the first time in San Francisco in the opera Aida, and a few weeks later in New York in the same part. She was a success at once. For many years, Louise Homer has delighted American audiences with her beautiful contralto voice. To keep her voice in good condition and to learn the many parts that she had sung has not been an easy task. Every day during the season, she practices and studies. Madame Homer believes that a great name, once made, can only be kept by thorough work. While Madame Homer has never slighted any part of the work of her profession, neither has she neglected the work of homemaking. She has always found time to be an intelligent and affectionate mother to her children and to preside over a real home. Remembering her own happy childhood, she has been determined that her children should have as much love and care and good training as her own mother gave her. Louise, the eldest daughter, has a good mezzo voice and has sung in recitals, sometimes with her mother. Sidney, the second child, has also inherited musical ability. Madame Homer and her husband have always been intensely interested in each other's work. The wife loves to sing the songs her husband composes, and in turn takes delight in dedicating them to her. Louise Homer possessed a remarkable voice, but her own painstaking and constant work has brought it to perfection. End of chapter 12 Recording by Jen Broda